Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and today we have the lovely Charlotte Pickstock with us. She is an online coach, a posing coach, and a bikini champion. She's and she has her own podcast as well called a Level Up Podcast. I very do much recommend it. And we're going to be talking about loads of different topics today. We're going to be talking about back-to-back shows, off-season mentality, boob jobs, basically like a bikini competitor's dream in an episode. But welcome so much, Charlotte, to the podcast, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, obviously I've listened to you for a while, so I am really excited to be on. So let's get chatting. We actually met at Body Power when I gave Charlotte a four-row diamante <laughs> bracelet and a bikini boat, if I can remember. Yeah, yeah. When, when you staved today, <laughs> here's me like, yeah, I'm fine. I've had the whole week off to prep for this show and all my bits. And then it was like the day before was like, yeah, I don't have any jewellery or bikini bite. And then I saw your message and was like, oh, my gosh, you can help me, you angel. <laughs> you always think you have everything, don't you? You're like, yeah, yeah. I've got this. And then there's always something you forget. There is, literally. And like, because you're focusing so much on like the big things like, bikini and hair and like my makeup practice and my hair because I do my own hair and makeup and like you're like yeah yeah nailed it nailed it and then yeah I think because I had that time out like I forgot how much that we actually take to shows with us I was like oh yeah it's crazy as if you do your own hair and makeup that's brave yeah I just I don't know like it's not just with like stage but I just hate people doing my makeup you know like you just someone does it and it's like I don't look like me and like and I have a really specific way that I like my hair doing and stuff and I just and I just feel uncomfortable if I if I wasn't comfy with how I was looking like and you know like that affects your confidence on stage so for me it's like I'd rather be comfortable and confident than be like oh I like myself so I, I know exactly what you mean but I, I'm the other end I'm the kind of I don't trust myself I don't know what the heck I'm doing can someone please do it for me <laughs> just do it, just for, do it me. for me literally just do it for me I do not trust myself yeah I'm like that with tan because like I'm like oh so much could go wrong like I am that person it's like yeah I'm dark enough and then I turn up I'm like a snowflake but yeah I'll risk it with my hair and makeup <laughs> like a snowflake love it I'm actually going to be doing well I'm, I'm going to be doing my base coat at home and then be doing my top coat with the PCA so I'm gonna that's a good plan. I've done that once that's, that's a good plan. plan but I kind of thought like because it's the PCA London obviously trying to mm. save money here and there as much as I can I just thought well I'm only spending the oh I'm only spending money on the hotel purely for the tan because I'm only down the road yeah. so I kind of thought well let's try something different and well we will yeah. find we'll see how it works we'll see how it and the thing is with the face coat, it's like if it does go touch wood, majorly wrong. Like hope, obviously, hopefully it won't. But they can just get that dark spray. It'll like you'll be fine. Like the PCA tan's so dark. Touch wood, touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for people that perhaps haven't heard of you, um, how did you come into competing? So I know that you, forgive me if I'm wrong. I think you competed two years ago, was it? Yeah. So I actually started competing about four years ago. Um. So my stint started sort of, it was really, I didn't actually plan it at all. So I I was a dancer when I was a teenager and I stopped dancing and I was like, right, I need to go to the gym because otherwise I'm going to be completely out of shape. So it was just filling time really. And then um, started weight training, realised I could out squat like half of my male friends. And then someone said, oh my God, like you, you should, the way your shape's developing, you should do a bikini show. And I didn't even know they existed. I was like, what are you even on about? Like, I didn't even know the bikini division was a thing. And then I remember just Googling it and my nearest and closest one that came up was the UK BFF Northwest and it was in six weeks. Um, and then I sort of enlisted the help of a friend who had who I realised had done a figure show. Um, she sort of helped me a bit with posing and then ended up at the British finals that year with the UK BFF. And then the next year I was out with NABBA doing the universe and the world. So, yeah, just kind of went from there. So Cog. Was the um Nava Wells but they are they the ones in the UK or are they the ones you have to do? So I did it was like Nava WFF, so WFF's like their fitness division, so it has like a bikini division before Nava started bringing it to this country. I did the Universe first, which was in France, um, came second, did the Europeans in Italy came second um, and then did the Worlds in South Africa and came second there as well. So number two was my magic number for a long I didn't know you went South Africa and France with it as well. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a really good year. And then 
following that, I did the Europeans again, again came second. <laughs> well, and <laughs> then was like, yeah, I need a bit of time out. Um, and that's when I had like my, my little break before coming back this year. So what was your yeah. feed? Did you get the feedback from when you kept getting second? Was there like a, the same reason or was it different reasons? Um, and I think my, my feedback was generally, like, oh, you know, it was close. It was close. And the thing is, because I, I don't think they're not, no disrespect to anyone. Their bikini federation wasn't as sort of strict as what we're like seeing in the UK at the minute. You know, PCA have got a very specific look. IFBB has got a very specific look. I was getting stupid feedback with like, oh, she was prettier than you, or uh, you know, like just really random feedback because they were like, it's oh, looking like a model look, and did it, and that's where I decided to sort of go. You know what? No, I'm going to go for the big dog this year, and I'm going to go for IFBB and know what I'm going for, and. Yeah, go for like something clear cut. So yeah. And then you've had an amazing year. No, not yeah. many seconds either. You managed to crack that one. Sorry, <laughs> not many second places either. So you cracked that yeah. one. <laughs> um, well, it actually like it actually came from a place of the girl I was speaking about that actually helped me with my first show. Her name was Lindsay Jameson, um, and she inspired me in so many ways, like as a, as a person and as like a, a coach, like. Um, and we actually lost her to liver cancer earlier this year. Um, and she was only in her 30s. So that for me was like, it was a massive like shock for us. But um, that I said to myself then, I said to my friends and family, like, this is the year I'm going to win. Like, I'm not going to be second this year. Like, and I'm going to do her proud. And I think that just gave me that extra push. Like when I was training, I had her in the back of my head saying, winners don't fail on the last rep. Winners get that last rep, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, my first show of the year, where I was like sort of testing the water at Body Power, um, got fourth, and it did knock me. But then I was like, no, I'm coming back and I'm going to win these shows, and then took first in in my other show, all three other shows this year. So yeah, it was the North East that you did, wasn't it? With PCA. Yeah, I did the Body Power one first as my warm up. Then wasn't happy with that fourth, and originally my coach was like, obviously it was just a warm up for IFBB. And I was like, no, I need to, I need to reinstate what I came to do. So went straight back on stage the next week, did the Northeast and won that. Um, and so, yeah. So that's how many shows, how I'm just thinking you did PCA, Body Power, Northeast, and then you've done two IFBB? Yeah, so four this year, yeah. What was the spacing in between each show, roughly? So Body Power, then the Northeast was literally a week later. So my PP were back to back. Then... IFBB UK Pro, so that was probably June, yeah, so that was probably four weeks, I think, between those. And then Benidorm was, I think, another four weeks straight after UK Pro. So what would you say, because I do say, I've, ne I've never done a back-to-back -back sort of show before. I'm always really, mm. really interested to hear how girls, um, basically how they deal with that, how they, you know, do they find it difficult? Like, what what was hardest for you? Was it the back-to-back -back or was it the four-week breaks? Like, talk us The four-week break, definitely. So, back-to-back -back -back peak week for me was, like, people say, oh, you know, I'd love to try it. It seems like a challenge, but it was actually, I think, easier for me because you've come straight off stage um, and your head's so in it from being on stage. You know, you've been around the athletes, you you've got that that condition in your head because you've seen it, it's there, it's right in front of you and you just carry on, you're ready to go straight again. The only thing that you have to sort of watch, I think, doing back to back peak weeks is with like your water rebound and things like that, if you have water, you know, messed with your water levels, you don't want to be flooding with water and then holding it the next week. So there is a lot to think about, but mentally back to back peaks, peak weeks were easier, I think. The four week break, it is so difficult. Like four weeks is a horrible amount of time for someone to say like you're in condition, pretty much change nothing, just come back again in four weeks. Like it's not exactly long enough to be like, oh, let's up calories for a bit and then strip it back off. Like it's just maintenance for four weeks is a really weird place to kind of be. So did so, you have a cheat meal after the body power if you did the back to back, or did you kind of stay quite tight or how did you how did you um so coach was like, go and have a cheat meal tonight, get back on it tomorrow. And there's me digging my heels in going, I don't want a cheat meal. I want a trophy. <laughs> but um, yeah, we did, we did, but it wasn't mental. Like we went to Wagamama's and just had some tasty food. And then I think I had like a, a, a double size Twix 
bar and then I went to bed. So, um, and yeah, then just got back on it the next day. Obviously, I had a, I did have like a few days off after the northeast. Um, I think I probably had like the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, and then got back onto plan sort of back end of the week after that. So, yeah. In terms of what people can potentially expect, then, um, what could what sort of like advice or things would you kind of say to someone who potentially hasn't done a back to back, whether that's a week in between or four weeks in between? Is there anything that you feel like you've learned that you can pass on to other girls in the industry? Um, to not, I think the the worry that I had when I came out of the northeast, I had those few days off. Um, and then when I came to my check-in, like a week post-show, I was like, I've, I've, I've messed it all up. Like, that's it. Like, look at me. Like, I've got this layer on me. And because obviously you're holding water and things like that. If you've had a few days off training, your body, you've not got a good pump on in a few days. So you just feel, eh. But you know how it is. Like, you get that little layer over you. And because if you do a back-to-back peak week, you don't really have time for your body to come back out of it again. You are maintaining sort of stage lean for for that time but you mentally have to accept your body not being stage lean again but then pull it straight back and so just don't don't panic four weeks three weeks four weeks is a long time as long as you keep your goal in mind and you know what yeah take a couple of days off the gym take a couple of days off your plan but you've got that vision the long-term vision so you're not obviously going mental and eating as much possibly as you can I mean I don't agree if you are going to be in that mindset that you probably shouldn't be doing that next show anyway. Um, but manage it, enjoy yourself, get back on it and don't panic with that next check-in that you've messed it all up because your body is still coming down off that show previously. You know, stick to the plan and four weeks is a hell of a long time. Like, I, I think when I look back, like the changes that I managed to make in that four weeks to my condition, like if you'd have told me a few days after that show that I'd look like that in four weeks I wouldn't have believed you and I've done a lot of shows like so you've just got to sit to the plan have your goal in mind and yeah just mentally just trying to overcome overcome that by sticking to your plans and keeping the vision and I guess as well remembering that your coach is it's not as if your coach is going to get receive your check and be like oh my god this I've never like, Jimmy, they, they've seen it before yeah. so many times they so know even what for you it's, yeah even for you it's like this is so new this like, blah, 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 like the coach is probably sitting there like yeah like this is normal let's just crack on yeah like, and and be straight up with your coach like if you have have had a good few days off and you have eaten quite a lot and even if you didn't mean to be straight up with them because that that's your new starting point now that that next check-in forget what you look like last week that's your new starting point and over the next few weeks you're going to work together to do what you need to do so lay the cards on the table be straight up new starting point and how are we going to bring the best in the next the next time we get on stage um and just wipe your slate clean so how many shows would you say is too much or too little i don't know like this is so this this year it's hard because this year i've seen a really so many girls do this in very very different ways um mm. you've seen some girls compete all year round do maybe a couple there's yeah it's just it's so open up but in your own personal opinion do you think you can do too many shows like it's easy to kind of get addicted and be like oh i've got to do the next show i've got to do yeah, the next yeah. show but it's kind of how do you know when is enough shows potentially or not did you see where i'm coming from yeah definitely so i agree like there's people that have just managed to just keep going this year like and it's it's it is really like there's a big void between like what we're seeing and I don't know. I think it's it's massively personal. Like, and you need to think about not just your body, but your mental health and whether you are in the right frame of mind to be going into another show. And you need to reassess it after every show. Um, I think four was probably my limit this year. Um, and that's just me personally. For me, I got out of this one and I just couldn't. I was actually planning to do San Marino Amateur Olympia this year. Um, that would have been... I think it's in a couple of weeks' time. So it would have meant me sticking on for another sort of nine, nine weeks. I'm eight weeks post-show now, so nine, ten weeks, which would have given me an all right time to kind of, you know, up my calories a bit and come out of it. But I just couldn't quite get back onto that mindset. And and then I knew for me, I was like, no, because it's all or nothing prep. So I need to be 100% invested. And 
being quite there isn't enough. So I knew that was time to draw the line for me. And I actually switched coaches after this last show. And he, he literally was like, no, like we're nearly there, but we're not, we're not there. So we need to make a change. There's, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Um, so it's time to make a change. Um, so I, I you know, I, and in the back of my head, like I hadn't quite booked the flights because I was like, you know, what if, what if? And then I knew that it was just wasn't the right, you know, I shouldn't be staying on prep. Um, and now we've got a new goal to work towards to bring the best next year. So I don't know, everyone's different, but I think it, it's hard this year because because everything's opened up so much. There's so much more opportunity. And like you say, it is so easy to just be like, there's another show, there's another show. But you need to keep bringing it back to, is it, are you, do you love it? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you still passionate or are you just doing it because you're in habit, routine and control and you are fearing coming out of that again. Um, because, yeah, we love that as much as it might be difficult, we love the structure. We love seeing our bodies changing all the time. But is that a, a good place for you to be mentally when that's the only thing that you're addicted to? Um, and, you know, we all know as women, like, should we be that lean for that length of time is debatable. So I know for myself and for my body, I could feel it and I I needed to, to draw the line after yeah. four shows this year. I think that's a fair enough, completely fair enough, a very you know, respectable way of looking at it as well. Um, you see a lot of girls potentially try and push it too much, mm. but I think this kind of comes like the pressure to feel yeah. like they've got to keep going or they've got to do that finals. I know you've got the finals invite. Um, for the PCA mm. and you've got really really close to that pro show but you've taken a step back and thought no what is the long-term goal here am I just kicking my feet and spinning my wheels yeah and is that the best you know is that the best option for me so no I think it's a fair, fair yeah, but, you know, it is like it's being in the overall and both like IFBB shows and the judges feedback being yeah half of us had you and half of us had the other girl and it was just the head judge called the other girl like and that that is really difficult because it's like I'm almost there but you can't just keep throwing yourself at shows it's you know you're gonna tire your body out um and for me like I love competing and I love the sport and I want longevity in the sport and I want to be able to do this for a long time so I'm not gonna burn my body out and I'm not gonna ruin my hormones and things like that just because I'm like I just I just need to get it now I just need to have it now like there is going to be loads of shows and I'm prepared to be get, to fly out to them if I time it correctly and keep the love for the sport that, I, that I'm doing um yeah yeah definitely I've listened to podcasts as well like girls burn themselves out they get to that pro and they really push themselves and then give them a year they fall off and they disappear. Well, you know, yeah, they get the they get the status, and then it's like, oh, right, and then it's like, finally, I've got it, and then they just they just disappear for ages, and you're like, you know, I want to get it, and then be like, right, what is the plan? Let's go, and be excited about it, like not just that I've reached it and and that's it now because um, I'm burnt out. Um, so yeah, I just think just bringing it back to like remembering why you started. Like I, I needed to go in the gym and be excited about going into the gym again, not just be like oh, I'm doing my cardio, I'm doing my training, and and going on to I'm I'm now coached by uh, JP uh, Jordan Peters, so he his training is completely different to what I've ever done, and I'm now going in the gym and I'm excited to get in the gym again and to be lifting heavy weights, and that's what I needed to keep my fire burning. Um, and that's what I know will give me a push next year. So it's thinking, thinking about the bigger picture at the end of the day. Okay, off season. Talk to us. How are you finding off season this year? Obviously, you changed coaches. That's kind of a yeah. biggie. Um, reverse dieting as well. Like, how long are you plan to do your off season for? What's kind of the advice that you've got for girls maybe going into their first real? I guess not real, but you know what I mean. Say they compete for the yeah. first time. They going for an off-season like what are your plans going forward so for me I've not I've not got an off-season length in mind yet I've not got I've got maybe an idea of a few shows that I want to do next year but I am it's going to be a complete team effort so I am going to be 
discussing it with my coach and we will not be getting on the stage until I'm ready. So I don't really know how long my off season will be as of yet. Um, in terms of reverse dieting, I'm not going to lie, I've not really reverse dieted. Um, so I've heard different approaches to this as well. Some people swear by reverse dieting. Some people really don't. They got calories straight away. I just put it into the hands of Jordan and said, what do you think? And gave him the full script of where I was sitting calorie wise, training wise. Um, and I have gone from actually macro tracking to I knew exactly what I was doing diet wise to he uses a diet plan. I have no idea how many calories I'm on, but it's a lot more food than I was on. That's all I know. Um, and that was a quick change. Um, my body's actually responded quite well to that. Maybe again, because I was a little bit burnt out, it needed that extra fuel. People respond absolutely differently. Um, so, yeah, I've just kind of upped my food and, and we're just taking it from there. I've only been in sort of a structured off season now for like three weeks, um, four weeks. I was just running the same sort of diet after my show up until then. So we're still learning about my body. And my other off seasons have been um, not necessarily structured. They've been, it's just been like me going, OK, the season's over. Let's just kind of enjoy training again. Um, so it's nice to be really learning about my body now. Like I've actually been pushed into a uh, a week off training now because I'm overtrained, which is a, a massive like, whoa, for me. Like that's, whoa, when was the last time? I yeah. <laughs> Dropping the other half at the gym, like looking at the gym, like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to go in. But, like, um, but because he's noticing that I'm overtrained, he's like, right, bigger picture. We want to see a better package next year you need to take a week off now so your body's responding. But so, you know, again, it's it's just different approaches and learning about your body. But my advice for anybody going into their first off season, um, your body's going to change. It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. And you need to know that it's all part of the process. So we get so used to thinking about that show day and thinking of that's, that's the height and that's what we're aiming for. Um. And you hear people say it all the time, like, oh, you'll only look like that for like a few days, like, you know, a, a day at a time and then you'll come back out of it. But really actually think about that and think about how your body will change after that show and learn to mentally love your body in every state. Um, when you're leaning down and you're pushing your body, you are pushing it to achieve that lean conditioned state for the stage. Now you're going into off season. You're feeding your body. You're getting a little bit fluffier. Obviously, you don't want to be completely out of shape. It's controlled. You're getting a little bit fluffier. And that's for the purpose of building to bring something better next year. So think of it as your caterpillar into butterfly moment. You need to go into caterpillar mode and, and go a little bit fluffier to have that butterfly moment again. It's all for a different purpose. Um, but, I, you know, I think we all it's, it's a woman thing. We all struggle seeing the weight go up on the scale. It's it's not easy. Um, but as hard as it is, factor in, obviously, your social events and things like that. But maintain a structure. That would be my advice. Um, maintain some kind of structure with your nutrition and with your training. Um, listen to your body and just don't deprive, over deprive yourself. You don't need to to go mental and binge you know if you want longevity in the sport you're an athlete all year round not just in in season so just make good choices and and know that later down the line it'll do it'll serve you well um, I think so and I think another thing is if you're going to go into the sport you kind of have some I personally believe you have to kind of make a pack with yourself yeah but like, right if I'm yeah. going into this I need to accept certain conditions mm -hmm. and if I can't accept those certain conditions then maybe either it's not for me or I need more time before I can accept those certain yeah. conditions and really yeah. be honest with yourself and that can be quite difficult for some girls but it's kind of like some girls are in very much like a denial um when it comes to their off season they've got to get slightly you know fluffier as kind of the word yeah. is but the way I see it I, I I'm even though I'm prepping now I've already started looking ahead because I'm just like I can't wait I'm gonna get more energy I'm gonna get more time yeah, I'm exactly. just looking forward to all the things that I can then do like there's things that you can do in prep which are exciting and there's things that you can do in off season which are exciting as well they're both exciting and you've got to be like you say as as excited about that growth period as you are about the lean down period um and it's, it is like like you say different things like having the energy um and just yeah there's like there's it's just 
it's just a different lens on your camera, basically. Like you've just got to adjust the lens depending on where you are in the year. And it, it all forms one big picture. Um, you can't have one without the other because we wouldn't be able to lean down and show anything off if we didn't have the muscle there anyway. It's it's all feeding into each other. And it's just knowing that you will feel different. And, you know, and you can say this as much as you want to yourself. And I've had it now where I've gone, oh, compared to a few weeks ago, I feel, Ugh. and then someone will come up to me like, oh my god you're looking great off season and you're like really like and it sometimes it takes someone else to to say to you and you go actually I don't I, I don't look as bad as I sometimes feel like and you've got to really step out and stop judging yourself in the mirror against your comp sort of shape and you know it, and it, I've done 11 shows now and I still need to take myself there and be like right come on pack it in um and you just need to have a good word with yourself but yeah, like you say, you just need to be as excited for your off season as you are for your prep. And before you know it, you'll you'll be moaning about being on a diet again. <laughs> so just enjoy it. <laughs> one question, one thing you've just mentioned actually, I was going to ask you. You've just mentioned how um, people come up to you and comment you saying, "Oh, how good you look in off season." Do you get comments about, "Oh, you've put on a bit of weight in off season"? That's a comment that I got quite a lot of yet last year. I don't, what's your kind of tactics? I know at work some people can get that in the office. That can be a really, really yeah. difficult thing when it's quite an intense environment. And the moment you look for that cake, everyone's kind of staring at it and like watching. I thought you didn't eat that. Yeah. <laughs> so, A, do you have you come across that? And B, if you kind of do or don't, like what sort of things would you advise girls? Um, I've got my own sort of tips here, but I'm interested to hear what you think. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think we all get it. Um, and I think people think that you literally like you don't eat this and you do eat this and your life is like so structured all the time. And I think just be I, I'm quite fortunate that I lay the cards on the table when I meet someone like within about a day of knowing me, they know exactly what I do because I'm. I'm yeah, <laughs> so this is me and this is what you need to know. Um, because, just because it's been that many years now that I have been through that and it's just it's it can make you really um, resentful of people, which you don't really want. Um, like you don't really just want to be like, oh, you're really doing my head in now. Like you just got to take it with a pinch of salt. People don't understand. And nine times out of 10, I've come across, people are actually more interested about it than you think. Um, I've been quite fortunate that people have been like, oh my God, talk to me about it. Like, tell me about it. Like, rather than actually judging me, like you see all the, all the funny comments, like the office comments that we all are sort of used to. But, I'm quite fortunate with the people I work with that people are quite sort of proud of me doing it. And like they sort of tell other people for me as well. And it's which is quite nice. And um, but, yeah, I think you've just got to kind of stick to your guns. And if you're really self-aware and you know that's what you want to do and that's how you want to live your life, like you just got to kind of don't take offence to people's comments. People don't understand. Um and what you're into is completely different to what they're into. So I just like, you know, I actually don't enjoy drinking and that's just me. And if someone says like, oh, how could you eat that? Or how could you, or, you know, things like that, I'd say, well, just like you enjoy drinking. I don't enjoy that. <laughs> and this is what I do enjoy doing. Like, and just put my cards on the table and I'm just quite barefaced about it. Um, but in terms of like putting weight on and things like. I don't know, like. I get, I used I to get, also oh, when I first started, a few, well, they're not friends anymore, but a few people, you'd be like, oh, go on. Not <laughs> well, different reasons, but like, they would say to me, oh, go on, oh, go on. And they'd try and pressurise me into drinking or eating. I'd be like, look, yeah. if you keep pushing someone, like, it's like if you're trying to force a dog into like the kennel, they're not going to go. But if you like slowly yeah. put them in, they'll go. Like, and I said, there's been some times I felt really uncomfortable because I've been like, I, would, I yeah. do want to eat that food, but now you've kind of really trying to push that. It's very, it's really difficult sometimes because they, they kind of think, oh, okay, because you're in off-season, you can kind of go completely the other way, whereas they don't realise yeah. it's kind of that. It is, but it's it well, it depends on how you're I, I have it. Like, if I really wanted it and I was factored it in and it was worth it at the time off-season, but if, if I don't particularly want it and it's going to ruin my goals and there's no point in eating it, then I can still say no. Like, and you, I think the comment that I got quite a lot, which is like, when you can eat normal food and you know, like, oh, we can go out when you can, when you can do normal things. And when when think, you are uh, this, then we can do this. It's yeah, like a little like, like sequence. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if I'm just very like, well, if you want to be in my life, then you <laughs> then you'll be there when I can't do those things. Um, but I think it was more, I think, 
the first couple of years, it was more family that hurt me when they didn't understand and they would say things because I felt like I was hurting them through making those decisions. So, you know, your nan makes a roast dinner and you don't eat it and they feel really offended. And there there was things like that that I, I really struggled with. And I then ended up being resentment because I was angry with the fact it was bringing up negativity. And I was like, I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to achieve something. And it's just make it's a negative atmosphere. But um, I think just because I started it quite young and then the more I've matured and realised actually it is just because they don't understand, the more I've kind of educated them on it and the more I think they've realised that I'm serious about it and this is the path that I want to go down career-wise and now that I've been on sort of world stages and bigger shows, they are very much like in, treating it like an athlete, like they like they would if they had someone training for the Olympics and the family, you know, and that's the way you've got to give it with people sometimes and be like, just as, you know, if I was training to, to, to do the Olympics, you wouldn't be forcing this down my throat and give them a bit of perspective. Um, but yeah, it can be hard with family, I think, because... You feel like you're hurting them through your decisions, and they're the closest to you. And obviously, when you're yeah. growing up, you kind of you want you, your instinct is primal. You want to be accepted. You want to be loved. You want that positive reinforcement. That's yeah. kind of what we're growing up with. But when you get that, you still want that, even when you're like what 25 or whatever age you yeah. are. So it's difficult when you come, yeah, when you're in that situation. And I do agree with you in terms of educating. It's hard, but potty mm. training's hard. I can imagine. Yeah. dog is hard and i'm not saying your family are like that but it's the same it's, it's difficult to try to educate yeah people. and it takes time like it does and like they when they think first they'll think it's a fad and then they'll think you've got you've just got an eating disorder because we've all been there where they think you've seen you eating really restricted meals and they'll just be like and they're just worried about you they are like my gran, my gran and mum were convinced the first year that uh, my protein powder was making me angry i was like no your comments are making me angry <laughs> <laughs> that was a difficult powder. one yeah you'll get like is, is it that stuff you're taking and you're like no <laughs> it's fine um but yeah i think you just got to be really self-aware like and you know they'll say like oh you know but what are you doing with the extreme diet and what could you be doing to your body and I was like probably no worse than people are doing it at a weekend when they're getting absolutely bladdered and this and that and the other but I choose not to do that and I choose to do this and it's closely controlled I'm sensible and it's what I want to do um and yeah it's taken a while but we're in a really good space with it now and yeah it can be hard <laughs> but you do get there you do get there you do get there definitely so next topic we've got is Boob jobs. So that is something that people hey. do. Or breast augmentation, if you want to be a bit. Yes, that's <laughs> the proper word. Sorry, that was so boob jobs. Um, but <laughs> so in off-season, that seems to kind of be the topic that's thrown around quite a bit, actually. People start to consider it. Yeah. You, you know, December's kind of the time that I saw last year quite a lot of girls doing it, because it's kind of perfect timing. I think people tend to do it from what I know obviously I'm natural so I don't know as much as of course you but like they kind of do it in December because then they've got the two weeks of Christmas that they'll be able to rest and hopefully they'll be able to kind of be fine so I'm, re I'm really yeah, yeah. interested to hear the whole spiel of this because I've obviously <laughs> listened to your videos and I've read the, read the blog posts and bits like that but it's kind of starts us off with um what you know when was it what kind of got you to that point like was it quite did you, well have you wanted it for a long time like less yeah I think it was just I'm just gonna fire shot loads of start from the beginning <laughs> start from the beginning then we'll just go from there. <laughs> so yeah I've wanted it for a long time um I think pretty much since I was a teenager I've wanted a, a, a boob job and I just never kind of got around to it I guess like I never and I think I was always like, oh, do I really want it? Do I want to have the surgery? And um, But I think I've never, I, I felt like there was a piece of me that was missing that I didn't know was missing until I had it done. So I was always quite sort of not confident in myself. And obviously I'd be on stage and training so hard and I should, you know, I'm thinking, why don't I feel feminine? Why don't I feel like you know, I work so hard on my body and I still want to hide it away type thing. And I think, I really struggled with because I was so flat chested. I mean, like by the time I got it done, it was I just had like pec muscle. There was no, no tissue there at all. And I really struggled like feeling feminine. And it was 
horrible and I got to that point where I was like do you know what like I just need to bite the bullet um and at the time I, I worked for Victoria's Secret and we were working at the clothes show and um a colleague was like Maya have got a stand let's go over um and she basically just bought me a consultation and she was like no you, you should really just go for a consultation and it went from there within six weeks of that I had them done um and it was literally a, it's the best thing I've decided to do absolutely hands so that actually this is a nice timing because they're nearly a year old <laughs> that was only last year yeah um first birthday um yeah it was literally the 23rd of September last year I got them done um so my plans for last year I was actually going to compete at the end of last year um that was my goal sort of my like my comeback show there and then I wasn't sort of quite ready and I thought no do you know what let's take some time really get the structure back have this done and then fully come back next year um September was I think the best option for me just because I think it's so easy the reason I didn't go for December is it's so easy for you to come out of that surgery and then you can't train obviously for ages you want to up your calories a little bit to support obviously your recovery and things like that but you still need to obviously think about your nutrition it's good it's so easy if you just go completely and be like oh it's christmas and i'm not going to train i'm going to eat all the food and then suddenly you're in january you're thinking right i'll probably try and get back on prep now and you've gained all this weight because you've not been able to train and it's been christmas and it's just compounded um so for me i chose september so that I could really sort of come out of the other side um, before Christmas, get my routine back before Christmas and then regain control over Christmas and enjoy Christmas without feeling like all this sense of like, oh, well, I've already put weight on and then I'm not enjoying it because I can't enjoy the food that I want because I feel like I'm overweight anyway. Um, so that was the perfect time for me. Um, and also, I feel like coming out of the other side in January if you've done it over December, I don't think gives you enough time to be going for those first shows of the year. Because um, if you think you, I I was back in the gym training up, training lower body after about three weeks, um, but I couldn't have a barbell on my back because obviously you've got your arms up. Um, so it was all like if I was doing lunges or squats, it was with a dumbbell low and things like that. Um, and I wasn't training upper for a good six to eight weeks. So that puts you into about February that you can actually train properly then then you're on a timer then you're stressed because will you be ready you're putting yourself through a harsh prep so if you want to hit those first shows of the following year so you know like your may june time shows i don't think it gives you enough time um i've never actually thought about it that way but i think it's really yeah no it makes complete sense yeah. how you put it like that but i would have never thought of it like that at all yeah just because for me you're going to be overweight from your surgery anyway because you've got an alien thing being put into your body your body's going to blow up like you will be holding a lot of water you know your body's going to want to protect itself then you're going to want to eat loads of food and people are going to buy you chocolates because you just had a surgery then you're going to have christmas like yeah and like suddenly this weight's just compounded and there's nothing worse than being on a prep being stressed and feeling like you're on a deadline um i think you know you said yourself like you put yourself into a prep and then you're choosing your shows later down the line so that you're not on any sort of, right, I have to hit this show. Um, Best thing I've done this year. Yeah. And, and it's allowed you to enjoy your prep a lot more as well. Um, so for me, yeah, I think going, if you can sacrifice that back end of that year. So I know it'll be, I mean, a lot of people like finals are in October and things like that. But if you can sacrifice that back end, regaining a bit of control before the Christmas period I, I, is my advice because you, you're just putting yourself on too much of a strict recovery and it's it's major surgery at the end of the day. You don't want to be rushing that recovery. No. Um, well, you hear some bad stories that I think people go, they do, they kind of go back to training too quickly or they kind of take things off too quickly or all that sort of stuff. Cause yeah, yeah. I've seen scars of people that have like, gone back to training really quickly and all right like they're fine like they look fine and they can train fine but when you look at their scars like when they lift it up like the scars about that thick like obviously about that long but thickness because it just the skin just stretches so you know that's got to be in your body for the rest of your life like you know you've got to be sensible at the end of the day um and now i'm coming up to obviously my year post 
they've settled exactly how I wanted them and I don't even have to think about them anymore like they don't even just feel like they're mine um I couldn't think of anything worse than having to maybe get you know go back into surgery or you know delay you even further because you've you've rushed yourself through it and further complications and you know it's it's a big financial commitment as well and you don't want to mess it up so do you have to go is there any point that you have to go back into surgery um not that I mean not that I know of like it's maybe some of the procedures might work differently but I I went under the muscle so I had obviously quite a big surgery um and my recovery was a little bit longer as a result but no you you've got your obviously follow-up checkups with your nurse who'll make sure everything's healing properly uh let you know it's okay to go back and train and things like that um and then yeah that that's it they'll sign you off and and job done the I think some implants that you get, you have to replace. Um, but I've got Mentor, that's the brand, the Mentor implants, and they have a lifetime guarantee. So unless something actually touch wood went wrong, I shouldn't have to go back into surgery for any reason. So, yeah. So there's, there's under the muscle and there's over the muscle. Is there a massive difference in between those in terms of look and the actual, I don't know, after effects? Yeah, yeah. It definitely depends on the look that you want to achieve. And obviously everyone's going to want a different look. But for me, I've got a very lean chest. And like I said, I had no breast tissue there anyway to like disguise the implant. So my worst fear was leaning down and getting on stage and for you to just see that ripple of the implant. Um, I didn't want that. And I wanted them to look completely natural. So if you go under the muscle, you're definitely going to have a more natural finish. Because if you think... Well, mine are half under, half over. So the top is under the muscle. Um, so I've not got that ridge. I mean, I think on my last stage photos, there is a ridge because I was just, I had food poison and was so dry that I had no choice. <laughs> to really like anything there. But it's going to it's gonna hide the implant basically and look nice and natural. And then the bottom half of mine are out of the muscle. So again, because I had no tissue, if I'd have gone fully under, it just stood away from my body and looked really fake. Whereas having that little... Uh, the under half out it sits like a normal breast tissue then and I have a yeah literally like half and half and then underneath it just sits like a normal boob um yeah so it's it's much more natural but if you went over you would they would have would be more they'd look bigger because obviously they're not compressed by the muscle look rounder um because obviously they're sat right on top. And then if you were to get lean, if you are obviously from a competitor's perspective, you would see the implant because there is literally just skin and implant. There's nothing between. So that's, I think, what's to consider. The only benefit I felt of going over was that your recovery wasn't as bad because um, obviously it's not as harsh or invasive as a surgery because um, your muscle isn't being isn't being cut open. Um but I think if you can sacrifice, if you want the natural finish and you can sacrifice an extra few weeks recovery, then the long term is going to it's going to be a nicer result. Does it change how you decide on your bikini suit? Um, I don't have to go for all the padding anymore, <laughs> which is nice. I was always ordered one and be like, and all the padding. Um, but. Oh, um, yeah, literally. But um, I think I've got a bit more choice now because i don't have to think yeah that's nice but how can i like fake it and add this bit in and you know but will it look like that on me like i know that my shape will be there and i can kind of go for whatever i want um I, that's what i was dreading as well like if i was going to go ifbb way th there was no way i was getting a triangle bikini <laughs> like without all the padding like i was stressing out i was thinking i've not even got a little bit to push up like i, I was like how is that going to look on me and because i'm quite heavy like I've got quite good shoulders I well that like, good shoulders I mean broad shoulders like that because they're quite muscular like I needed to balance myself out like I, I, that upper half needed something um so yeah it, it just meant that I had a little bit more choice um and I think because I've obviously done both federations this year and had like the bra style bikini and the triangle um now I've got implants like the triangle bra felt a bit too much, you know, because it's very like structured and naturally it it would sort of push you up anyway. It felt really like, oh my God, it's all there. Um, whereas the, <laughs> the triangle bikini felt nice and natural and 
um yeah just more like natural on on my shape so yeah that that's that's kind of my my experience but um yeah it's just nice not to have to completely pad it out anymore <laughs> that's gonna be my one this year my god i've got bin lids right now so i need every single packing packaging padding but do you know what though the the things that you can do with bikinis now it's like insane like when you see people and they're like, I I, I was speaking to girls backstage, I can't remember who it was, and I was speaking to one backstage at uh, Two Bros, and I was like, wow, your your boobs are amazing, and she was like, oh no, I've got nothing, and I was like, they're not fake, and she literally was showing me how much she pushed them up, and they literally looked like perfect implants, and she was just like, no, no, it's just what I've done with the padding, and I was just like, that is incredible, like, like the things you can do now with padding, it's it is awesome, and like. You can get pretty much do whatever you want, can't you? It depends what you order in terms of your bikini. So, yeah, yeah. That's true. I've gone for so I'm wearing my blue one again from last year, and that had loads of padding. Yeah, and so that will sort me out. And then I've got like a more triangular sort of one, but I've got extra padding. Yeah. So touch wood, it looks You're like I have suggesting. something. Something's that, better than nothing that. at this point. Push them up and get the bikini bite on. And just stick it all in place and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's funny though, when I was growing up, I got teased for having um, big boobs and I was the first one really? to have big boobs and now it's just hilarious because if that, like, I'm just not that person anymore. <laughs> I'm Do you not... know what though? Like, I think it's a thing, like, I, I literally vividly remember um, being in like year six in primary school and like was the first one, like you say, to have like any kind of boob going on. And I remember coming home with my mum being like, oh my god you're gonna have a massive chest when you're like in a few years time like if they're like that now and that was the moment they stopped growing like <laughs> with that sentence that they didn't grow anymore i was like really so does it affect your so does it affect your training at all um it did for a long time I'd say um, I couldn't d- probably train chest directly for a while, like a long time. And even now, actually, like now chest is actually in my program and I'm pushing weight now in off season. I'm still it's it's strange. Like I just don't have the same control that I used to have over my chest. Like and you've got to think about it like they've literally like sliced the muscle open. And it's had to like re-knit back together. So. I just even when I'm like I'm pressing out I'm a bit wobbly like just the, the muscle control still is still getting there um but that's because I choose to not do a lot of chest training things. but literally when you go back into the gym and you can train chest again it's so important like it's like starting again and it's so important that you do that and you work the weights up because I remember just putting a just doing like a machine press you know like plate uh, plate loaded um and I put the pin in and it was only like really light and I went to move it and I could not move it like that and I was like oh my god like I'm literally just gonna have to go like bodyweight exercises and build it back up but it's so important to just not overstretch yourself when you go back in and um remember that the, the muscle has been through it like you need to respect your body and and to, to build it back up but you know it, it'll come back in no time like it's just you just got to be got to be sensible at the end of the day and as well, I remember doing the podcast with Eugene Teo. If anyone hasn't listened to that, I would really recommend it. Because um, it talked about how the difference of having that boob job can obviously affect your, like, people in that Yeah, the balance. <laughs> and people don't realise they're getting hunched over because of that weight shifting them forward. Yeah. So they've got to really be mindful to crunch and obviously, like, keep themselves upright. Because they've got this new weight that their body kind of isn't used to having, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think that with, like, with posing as well. Like I had to kind of really think about my, my posing because all of a sudden, um, like you say, like you, you want to kind of protect your chest. So you've been recovering as well for ages and you've got naturally into that hunched position because that's the most comfortable for when you're healing um, and you're not stretching anything out that you just kind of do find yourself in, in that position a little bit more. So it's really having to, to realign your posture as, you, as you're recovering um and yeah when you train in the gym like when you're squatting and things just like just really thinking about where that bar is sitting and, and how far over that you're up the upper half how is how do just... you do front squats does that not feel really weird because yeah depends how you're no, it doing, I guess. yeah oh <laughs> but that feels so think... strange the weirdest weirdest exercises for me now are 
going on the uh, rear rear delt machine, you know, with your pads sitting right there, and also just doing anything rears or like uh, with back where I've got a, a pad sitting right in between my boobs, like it just it's like having just having two cushions, like you just can't, it just doesn't feel right at all, and it's still a little bit like. If it's right in the middle and they're pushing out, it's still a bit like, <laughs> like it, just, it just doesn't feel right. Um, but yeah, that that's still taking a lot of getting used to, and it's it's strange at first. You go in and you're like, oh my god, like now I'm like a foot away from the machine. <laughs> like, um, but it's all good fun, and that's why again, like you just got to give yourself the time to get back into training because things are going to be different, especially with like you say with upper body and the way that you. You're training in the gym and you need time to adjust. So, yeah. Yeah. Things you wouldn't even think about and that you're just coming across and you're like, you know what, as well, like, and this is completely nothing to do with training, but like, it's just hilarious. Um, little things that you can't actually make that, I can't, and people aren't going to be able to see this, that motion. <laughs> like, But, you know, if you think about opening a door, like that kind of downward motion with your hand, you can't do that for ages. So, you can't flush the toilet like you can't yeah you just like with your elbow like <laughs> you can't flush the toilet you can't open doors like and you just feel like you just sit there and you're like meh <laughs> yeah I can't keep everything at this like at chest height and don't let me reach and yeah it's just but unless we're think... flying a wall just you just trying to it's like Takeshi's castle just trying to get round your house it must be hilarious yeah, I, re- I remember the um I remember ordering a pizza because I was the only one in and I was like a few days post off and I was like I want a pizza and they delivered the wrong pizza and then it took me like 20 minutes to open the door anyway and I just sat in the middle of the living room was just like crying because I was just like, no but yeah what did you uh... order and what do they give you so I, I think I ordered like I always go for meat pizzas, so I ordered like a mighty meaty pizza, and then it came with like it was like a, a veggie supreme, and I'd ordered cookie dough, and yeah, and, all right, it'll do. Yeah. And I'd ordered a cookie dough, and the cookie dough did not arrive, which is like that's just criminal. So <laughs> yeah, but um, it's just giving yourself time and space to go through through that because you will go through like a a meh kind of time and you don't want to be rushing rushing into anything putting extra pressure on yourself so yeah i think it's really true i think from what you've mentioned with the with the boob job or breast augmentation um sorry i just keep thinking let's do let's be a bit more push proper breast augmentation and the kind of off-season stuff is time i think people yeah. they they see on social media a lot everyone's getting those results everyone's getting lean and then suddenly every, i think because people go quiet during off season it's kind of people don't think it's going on the off season's kind yeah. of going on if that makes sense um and there's still work being done behind the scenes it's just obviously and i've just written a blog post about this like, and this is the thing that i think we all find challenging like the, but the work that you're doing off season just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there like it's we get so bogged down that it's like because with prep you can see yourself coming in, you can see things happening, but you've got to focus on like off season, like it's all still happening, but it'll be, you will uncover it. Just focus on your logbook numbers going up, your lifts going up, your energy going up, your happiness probably going up because you're going to be like more fulfilled in all areas. Um, there's other things going on and just because it's not aesthetic doesn't mean it's not there and because it's not aesthetic we probably don't document it as much on instagram <laughs> like so people like you say don't think it's happening um but there are a hundred other things to focus on just because it's not you know doesn't make a nice picture doesn't doesn't mean it's not there so and sometimes it can make a nice photo but people don't realize it can make a nice photo yeah. as well so that's kind of another side of it yeah but I, I love off season i, I love both of it because i just i remember like, my off season last year was me when I set up this podcast, did compact, sort of like worked on my mindset. I just thought, right, this is not going to be growth for just my body. This is going to be for my mind and everything. Yeah. Because when you get into prep, your energy levels do go down, your productivity does go down, things do get sacrificed. And if you can kind of maximize as much as you can in that off season, that you can kind of, I do think you can kind of offset it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's such an important time. Like you need to make sure that when you go into the prep, 
that you are mentally ready for it. And like you say, it is so important to take that time off season to almost prep yourself for prep, <laughs> but like to, to get back to doing you and getting yourself in a really good, healthy mind space. And cause you know, like, you know yourself, it, it's all or nothing and you have to be ready to give all. So it's getting back to that from all angles, um, which yeah, like you say, it's, it's so important. And there, there's other things to be working on in that time. So what are you going to be working on then off season? What's what's going what's I the plan? What's going on? Um, mindset, like you said. So yeah, mindset um, to help my longevity. I am working on getting strong because I need to build my glutes because we know all know that IFBB bikini is one from the back. <laughs> um, so yeah, they are my a little bit rounder on my shoulders and some killer glutes. Um, they are my what I'm working on as well as my mindset for off season. So I'm just literally working on my strength session on session um, and getting as strong as I can to really do some damage to my glutes in the few months that we've got. So sounds good. So you're not so you're not too sure about next year then? I'm not too sure. Um, obviously, if you've probably seen the IFBB calendar, is a little bit different for next year. Um, so I've got. I mean. I've, I'd love to go in nice and early and shoot for a few early shows. But if I'm not where I want to be by the time I need to start leaning down for that and I've not given myself enough time, then I won't I won't be doing it. I'll be shooting for later on in the year when I've got the package that I, I want to bring. So, I think that's fair as well, yeah. man, because it ain't cheap doing IFBB, let's be honest. <laughs> you don't want to be spending a £175, Jasmine, if you're not ready, if you're not going to be playing. Yeah. And I it's not wasn't you just kind of go oh you know we'll just give it a try yeah like, it, yeah it's a big commitment exactly so yeah. i think that's the right mindset um i kind of you know have a few shows that are all close to each other like me and my partner love traveling um and now he's he's sort of having had he was another class two and he tried classic um physique with ifbb just because i was doing those shows and he did all right but he's going to move up back to bodybuilding um so he's going to be competing alongside me anyway wherever i choose so we were like you know what if it means like we shoot for a few shows and then a couple of european ones around that to travel a little bit but to have those in mind because then you're aware of how much you're going to be spending um and you can budget for it because yeah competing is expensive anyway but when your entry fees are um when your entry fees are are quite high then it just adds another dimension to the whole thing Definitely. i've been doing I don't know about you i've been doing my spreadsheets the past couple of weeks <laughs> and just being like right what 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 can i sacrifice and what can i say yeah. even something's got to give it's so true yeah. and for me this year obviously me, me and joe moving into our house next week probably when some when this comes out we've probably already moved in guys um but yeah <laughs> it, it's 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 difficult it's difficult with competing you've got you've got to make sure it's the right choice not just mentally yeah. just everything financially physically. yeah like life doesn't stop just because you've got a show like and like you say like we are actually moving we currently live in manchester and we're currently we're, we're in the midst of moving back home like we're from the Wirral, which is by liverpool um and we're going to be doing that at the end of october and that would have been right bang in the middle of the shows like so that it was a stupid decision to make to be trying to compete at the same time like um you know and and even earlier when after we did the, the benadorm show like we had a big family holiday plan with like my other half and his daughter and we were taking her to disney and you know that that's just as if not more important like <laughs> that is more important like and yeah i've got goals and we've got goals but compete at time yeah and now it's time to to give some back to life as well um and that way you're not resenting anything. You can you can make time for everything as long as like you set you plan it and you you do things at the right time. So sounds good. I think that yeah, that's yeah. pretty much the best way to finish off this episode. How about you? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like plan, guys, and like... plan ahead. Work in your mindset. Don't rush. Yeah, I think that's the that best way to finalise it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, if people want to find out more about you. I know you're doing, you've just started online coaching. I know you've been doing a lot of posing coaching. Um, I saw Jen actually, well, on the lives that you did. She looked really, really good. Oh, yeah. She she looks she looks awesome. And I was so happy that she got that second place. Like, she she didn't think, she was like, do you know what? No, I don't know how I'm feeling. I think I'm just going to go for it. And I was like, you look amazing. And I just, you know, you're in the back of your head. You're like, you know, they're going to do well. And like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, um, 
yeah, so I'm excited to see her again uh, before finals. Like, yeah, she looks awesome. Yeah, if people want to find out more about you, like, where can they find you then? So you can find me usually through Instagram is my favourite. So um, Charlie P Fit on Instagram. So that's Charlie with a Y P Fit. Um, and then you've got links to there to the sort of the blog and the podcast is all up on that Instagram. Um, so yeah, that's probably your best bet for finding me. Wicked. Well, guys, thank you so much if you've got to this stage. Um, make sure you do leave a review if you have enjoyed the podcast and go and support Charlotte as well. I know she's got a lot planned in terms of off-season documenting. Um, she's a mindset advocate herself, so definitely do recommend. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.